0: Hello and welcome. Welcome, everybody. Man, it's been a while. 2019 has been off to a busy, busy start, let me tell you. Traveling, holidays, traveling. We bought a house. That's been crazy. That's been taking up most of my time, getting our house packed. I'm glad I have a little bit to sit down and talk about and continue about the gospel principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. First off, I want to say thank you, and I hope everyone has a great start to the new year. I know we have, and it's been awesome. We've been truly blessed through this time and getting settled in in where we need to go. It's been awesome. Um, Last time, we talked about the covenant people or being a covenant people. Now we're going to dig into about the church that Christ set up when he was alive. So we believe in the articles of faith. It states, we believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. When Christ was alive on the earth, He established his church. It was called the Church of Jesus Christ. When, let's see, when we go, let's go to Ephesians actually real quick. In the New Testament, chapter 2, 19 and 20, it says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles, Prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, I'm not sure if a lot of you are familiar with how buildings are built, but when tall buildings, tall structures are built, there's a cornerstone put into place, and that cornerstone holds everything. It's the basically it's the piece that'll hold it. If you take that apart, then it'll it won't be as strong. It'll start to crumble a little bit. When Christ established his church on the earth, he personally instructed and directed its leaders. He called the 12 apostles to help him spread the gospel. He in turn received his instructions from God or Father in Heaven. In Hebrews, in the New Testament, chapter 1, uh, sections 1 and 2, or verses 1 and 2, it says, God, who at sundry times and in, uh, diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So thus, the the church of Jesus Christ was directed by God and not by men. Jesus taught his followers that revelation was the rock upon which he would build his church in Matthew, it says, and Simon Peter answered and said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus answered and said unto him, "Blessed art thou, uh, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven." And I also, and I say also unto thee, "Thou, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." So before. Christ ascended into heaven after his resurrection. He told his apostles, I am with I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. And that's in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. True are his words. He continued to guide them from heaven through revelation. He then sent the Holy Ghost to be a comforter and revel- revelator unto them. And... Luke chapter 12, verse 12, it gives a little bit more about the Holy Ghost. It says, for the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same power which he ought to say. And then in John 14, 26, it says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So the Holy Ghost, not only is is he here to comfort us, to guide us, but it's also uh, he's here to impress upon ourselves what we have been learning. So if we go to, you know, if we go to church or we're listening to this podcast, you want to know if what I'm saying has truth to it, Um, you can pray in the name of Jesus Christ and ask and the Holy Ghost will come upon you and give you the answers. That you're looking for. He spoke to Saul in a vision in Acts, and he says, and, and as he and it talks a little bit more about this. And as he journeyed, he came near uh, Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. So this is this is Saul, and he's starting to see this vision. And he fell to the earth, and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me and he said who art thou lord and the lord said i am jesus whom thou persecutest it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks and he tre- and he trembling and astonished said lord what wilt thou have me do then lord said unto him arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do so he, he revealed that the gospel should be not only taught to the Jews but to the whole world, he revealed many glorious truths to John, which are written in the book of Revelation. The New Testament records many, or records, I should say, many other ways in which Jesus revealed his will to guide his church and enlighten his disciples. Or enlighten his uh, disciples. I'm getting tongue twisted here. So. Now, let's talk about the authority. The ordinances and the principles of the gospel cannot be administered and taught without the priesthood. We talked about this previous. The priesthood is the power to act in God's name, and it is bestowed upon worthy males males of the church. The Father gives this authority to Jesus Christ. In Hebrews, it talks about it. And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. We're talking about the Aaron, and when we talked about the priesthood, I talked about the two different offices. We have the Aaronic, and we have the priesthood. The Aaronic is coming from, um, who's named after Aaron. So, also Christ glorified not himself to be made a a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. And he saith also unto, in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of the Melchizedek. And that's where we get the Melchizedek priesthood. Jesus Christ gave this authority to his apostles. He ordained them and gave them the power and the authority of the priesthood. He reminded them in John, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. That there might be order in this church, he, Jesus Christ gave the, the great apost- the responsibility and authority to the 12 apostles. He appointed Peter, the chief apostle, and gave him keys to seal blessings both on earth and in heaven. So if we go to Matthew in the New Testament, 16, verse 19, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be bound in heaven. So Peter had this the key. So like we talked about, there's different keys of, of, of the priesthood. There's certain things that I can do that the bishop can uh, can do. Um, there's certain things that the bishop can do that I can't do. So there's different things that can go on with the priesthood. You try to give in, You got to give the. You got to be given the authority to do so. Um, So Peter was given this power to bind on earth to which which shall be bound in heaven. Like Me and my wife, we were married in the temple. Our marriage, we were sealed by the Melchizedek priesthood with that sealing key. So So we were married in the temple. We were sealed in the temple. And our marriage, because of the priesthood, our marriage will last forever throughout all eternity in the heavens. Jesus also ordained other officers with specific duties to perform. After he ascended into heaven, the pattern of of appointment and ordination was continued. Others were ordained to the priesthood by those who had already received that authority. Jesus made it known through the Holy Ghost that he approved these ordinations. So let's talk about this organization. The Church of Jesus Christ was carefully organized. And it was a well-organized unit. It was compared to a building that was built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Again, that cornerstone back in the Ephesians. Christ appointed other priesthood leaders to assist the apostles in the work of the ministry. Because the apostles are people everywhere. The apostles can't teach everyone on them. You know, can't teach them all. So they got to ordain other people and give them the authority to go out and teach and preach to everyone that was, that's willing to listen. He sent officers called Seventies in pairs to preach the gospel. In Luke, chapter 10, verse 1 in the New Testament, It says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether himself would come. Other officers in the church were uh, even evangelists, patriarchs, in other words, pastors, high priests, elders, bishops, priests, teachers, and deacons. These officers were all necessary to do missionary work, perform ordinances, and instruct and inspire church members. These officers helped the members of the church to come together as a unity. In Ephesians, we read a little bit about that. It says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the uh, stature of the fullness of Christ. The Bible does not tell us everything about the priesthood or the organization and government of the church. However, enough of the Bible has been preserved to show the beauty of and perfection of the church organization. The apostles were commanded to go into all the world and preach. In Matthew Chapter 28, 19 and 20, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. They could not stay in one city to supervise new, con- new converts. Therefore, local priesthood leaders were called and ordained. To maintain that area, and all the apostles presided over them. The apostles and other church leaders visited and wrote letters to the various branches and um, wards. that's what we call them wards, but branches and um, congregations. the The New Testament continues or contains letters written by Paul, Peter, James, John, and Jude giving counsel and instructions to the local priesthood leaders. The New Testament shows that this church organization was intended to continue. For example, when Judas was was um, killed, it left only 11 apostles. Soon after Christ had ascended into heaven, the 11 apostles met together to choose someone to take the place of Judas. Through revelation from the Holy Ghost, they chose Matthias. Let's go to Acts. Let's read about that. And they appointed two. Joseph called. I'm gonna ruin this. Barsabas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. And they they prayed and said, "Thou Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may be that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship." from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go on to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles, which made him number twelve. Jesus had set a pattern for twelve apostles to govern the church. It seemed very clear that the organization was to continue as he had established it. So let's talk about the first principles and ordinances. The apostles taught two, two basic principles faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and second, repentance. After new converts had faith in Christ and in the Son of God, or faith in Christ as the Son of God and their Redeemer, and had repented of their sins, they received two ordinances baptism by immersion. And the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Acts, this is a long one, so bear with me. In Acts 19, 1-6, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, e- Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then ye are baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Let's stop right there. Christ was baptized by John the Baptist. Let's recap. He was baptized by John the Baptist. Why? Not only were they related, but more importantly, because John had the authority to baptize, and Christ was setting an example. This is the same baptism, that is being questioned they were they were being asked whose baptism were you baptized by and they said john i bet you anything if they said if they said someone else's name he would make them go to john and be baptized by the proper authority but since they were baptized by john they were able to receive the holy ghost because they were baptized by the authority paul said John, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had, had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. These were the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. Jesus had taught, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We're going to talk about ordinances performed for the dead. I know this is kind of one where people kind of lose lose it a little bit, but bear with me. I'm going to try and make it as clear as possible. Christ provided a way for everyone to hear the gospel, whether it be on earth or after death. Between his death and resurrection, Jesus went among the spirits of those who had died. He had organized missionary work among those who were dead. And he appointed righteous messengers and gave them the power to teach the gospel to all the spirits of people who had died. He gave them the opportunity to accept the gospel. So, let's go to First Peter chapter 3, verse 18-20. It says, For Christ also has... Once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. But which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. I'll touch on that for a second. Which, or in a second, which sometime were disobedient. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being was uh, preparing, in a few... That is, eight souls were saved by water. So let's talk about 19, by which he also went preaching to the spiritual prison. When Christ was when Christ was crucified, let's actually let's rewind for a little bit. We believe in a plan, a roadmap for this life, and kind of kind of gives us an idea of where we've been and where we're going. Before we were born, we lived in the presence of God. When we were when we came to this earth, we then went through a veil. I think we might have touched on this a while back. I can't remember. We went through the veil of forgetfulness. Um, hence why we can't remember where we came from or that we lived with God. Just think of it as you're studying for a major exam in school you're in medical school let's put it that way or you're studying for the bar um to be a lawyer and you're studying you're studying you're studying you're studying you're studying your heart out and you go and you take the test and you sit down you studied for hours on end you work part-time so you can study you gave up a lot so you can study And your teacher comes up to you and slaps the answer key right next to you. What was the point of all that effort that you did? When we came to this earth, we agreed that we would learn about our savior. We would follow his plan and we would do everything that we could to return and live with, with God. So when we sit down to take that test, that answer key, that answer key is not going to be there, because we came down here to learn. We came down here to study. We came down here to grow closer to our Heavenly Father. There's a point for us to be here. But when we die, we go. We believe there's there's a there's a spirit world where we dwell and await the resurrection. When we get to be resurrected with our bodies. Now it talks about those who were disobedient from back when Noah built the ark. And it talks about Jesus went and taught those in prison. Christ when when the let's let's go back. So in prison, we believe that there's two parts to the spirit world there's a paradise for those who have been obedient. They follow the commandments of God. They did their very, 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 very best to stay on the path. That's where they go. Now, for those who were disobedient, maybe didn't have the opportunity to hear about Christ. I know it sounds not unfair, but just follow along. There's a place called Spirit Prison. This is where Christ set up missionaries to go and teach. So... Christ set up missionary work in the spirit prison to go teach to those who maybe didn't get the opportunity to hear about the gospel didn't get to hear about Jesus because there are believer I know it's hard to believe but there are those third world countries where they don't have internet they don't have TV you have to get there by a by um, by a boat it, you, Um, it's really hard to get there. I mean, there's still tribes out there and they're really hard to get to. Um, and do you think it would be fair to them that they go, they don't get that opportunity? No, heavenly father wants everybody to return to live with him. They want everybody to hear. He wants everybody to hear about Jesus Christ. So this is the way that it happens. So missionaries go into spirit prison, just like Christ did, and teach and um, and convert people to Jesus Christ, to have them hear about Him, and, and when they accept Jesus Christ, you can't baptize a spirit. You can't baptize something that doesn't have a body. It's very hard to do. So we as As humans or living beings, we go to the temple and we are baptized. Now, that doesn't mean we're forcing that baptism on so said person. I can go to the temple. I can be baptized for 20 people. 10 out of those people have the choice. Or uh, let's, let's let's just say. Those 20 people have the opportunity to accept that baptism. Let's say 10 do it. Great. Now those 10 people can accept it and receive the Holy Ghost. And um, so this work is done. So we'll be baptized for somebody. We'll, you know, confer the Holy Ghost for somebody. They still have the opportunity to deny that. Because our agency continues with us. Everything that we're here on earth goes with us. Our agency is something that we take with us. we That's a great thing about this plan. Heavenly Father gave us the opportunity to choose for ourselves. He wants us to choose the right way and return to live with him. But sometimes that may not happen. So we have the opportunity to accept that baptism or they have the opportunity to accept that baptism they have the opportunity to accept the gifts of the Holy Ghost Does that make sense I hope that makes sense a little bit It may come up in a lesson Um later on, but that's what we call baptism or ordinances for the dead So as faithful members of the church we are entitled to receiving gifts of the spirit these were given to them according to their individual needs, capacities, and assignments. Um, some of these gifts were faith, um, including the power to heal and, and to be healed, prophecy, and visions. So let's, let's go back on healing. Remember when I talked about when I uh, gave my dad a blessing? That was a special gift to me, a spiritual gift to me that I received when I gave my dad a blessing. Um, The gifts of the Spirit are discussed in more detail um, later on. We'll talk about that. Uh, But spiritual gifts always exist in the true Church of Jesus Christ. Jesus told his disciples that these signs of spiritual gifts always follow them that believe. Many of his disciples performed miracles, prophesied, or beheld visions through the power of the Holy Ghost. So when. When Christ was crucified. When Christ was crucified. The apostles ran. The church on the earth through revelation from him. Church was still here. Um, When. So he established all that here. So when he was resurrected you know there if um, in the book of mormon we read about a family who sailed across great waters and we believe they came to the american continent all their teachings and all their dwellings are what we have now is called the book of mormon you think you think that they would want to see the savior you think that they would want to touch the prince in his hands and on his feet and the on his side so he came to the americas he visited the people here and organized um, his church among them here teaching the people for three days and then returning often for some time um, thereafter then he left them and ascended into heaven so for for 200 years they lived righteously and were among the happiest people whom god had created because they have waited they weren't able to be over where he was born where he was where he performed miracles. They only read about it. Through. Um, through prophecies. And. Um, through. Um, teachings. When they, when they were little. All that was passed down. So he was here on, on one side of the world. They were on the other. And they weren't able to see that in person. Like a lot of people saw. So the restoration so let's talk about the the apostasy for just a quick moment so through history many evil people have tried to destroy the work of god this happened while the apostles were still alive and supervising the young growing church members taught ideas from their old pagan or jewish beliefs instead of the simple truths taught by jesus so when christ was crucified he wasn't here, but the apostles were still here. But in, people were trying to corrupt the teachings now that he was gone. Some rebelled openly, and uh, in addition, there were there was persecution from outside the church. Members of the church were tortured and killed by their for their beliefs. One by one, the apostles were killed or otherwise taken from the earth because of wickedness and apostasy. The apost the apost- the apostolic authority and priesthood keys were also taken from the earth. That that organization that Christ established was no longer ex, existent. It, um, more and more error crept into church doctrine now that the authority was taken off the earth. The apostles were gone. No one was here to stop corrupt doctrine. Um, the period of time when the true church no longer existed on the earth is called the great apostasy. It's when darkness Came about the earth, the dark ages. Um, so think of it, think of it as like a glass table. The legs are the apostles, the prophets, and Christ holding up this table. You know, you can still have a three-legged table and still be a good table, but you can't have a two-legged table or a one-legged table. And imagine the the gospel is that nice piece of glass. That glass shattered once the apostles and the authority was taken off the earth. So one by one, people are taking this piece, these pieces of glass here, glass over here. Oh, Christ, I remember Christ talked about um, baptism and only baptism. I'm going to go teach about baptism. I don't remember him teaching about other things. And then someone else over here with their glass shards they are like, oh. No, he didn't teach about baptism, forget that he talked about he talked about faith. I'm only gonna talk about faith. So all these little churches started popping up everywhere, only teaching certain things that they remember, but they don't remember everything else. Soon pagan beliefs dominated the thinking of those called Christians. The Roman Emperor adopted these false Christianity as a state of religion. This church was very different from the church Jesus organized. It taught that God was was a was a being without form or substance. These people lost the understanding of God's love for us. They did not know that we are his children. They did not understand the purpose of life, and many of the ordinances were changed because of the, because the priesthood and revelation were no longer on the earth. The emperor chose his own leaders and sometimes called them the same titles Used by priesthood leaders in the true, the, the true church of Christ. They were, there, there were no apostles or or other priesthood leaders with power from God. And they were no spiritual gifts. The prophet Isaiah has foreseen this coming. He prophesied. And it's in Isaiah chapter 24 verse 5. It says the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. Because they have transgressed the laws. Changed the ordinance. Broke the everlasting covenant. It was the church of Jesus Christ no longer. It was the church of men. Even the name had been changed, and the Americas apostasy also occurred. It spread like wildfire. It was the Satan wanted the true gospel to be taken off. He, he wanted it to be, to be gone. Because it got so bad, a restoration needed to be done it needed to be brought back we needed to know who god was we needed to know his love for us prophecies in the old and new testament foretold this restoration in acts chapter 3 verse 20 21 it says and he shall send jesus christ which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until times of restitution of all things Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. God had foreseen the apostasy and prepared for the gospel to be restored. The apostle Peter spoke of this to the Jews. In Acts chapter 3, 3, 20 and 21. Um, He talked about it. He talked about a restitution of all things. John the Revelator had also foreseen the time when the gospel would be restored he said in revelation 146 i saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. so let me ask you this why would a restoration be necessary? I mean, I kind of would be lost if I didn't know who God was. I wouldn't, you know, I would be lost if I didn't know he loved me. I've been blessed because I have, I know these things. I, the, the things that I know where, where I've, where I've been, where I'm going, the, the, everything, having the priesthood of my life, has blessed me tremendously. That's why restoration was needed. You think I'm gonna go out and go buy a uh, let's see, uh, 1968 uh, Ford pickup or Ford Mustang and just drive it? No, it might you know it's gonna be rusty. It's gonna be old. It's gonna have holes. You know, engine may not work. I need to restore that thing to it to the original state so that way I can drive it and enjoy it. The restoration happens so that way we can enjoy it. The original church that Christ established is back on the earth today, and I know it. I'm a I'm I'm a part of it. I've seen it, and we're, we'll talk more about about that um, in the in the next episode um, about the Christ or the Church of Jesus Christ today. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening, for bearing. I know this one was a long one. There was a lot to cover. I love getting into, into the history part of these. Um, But yeah, no, thank you guys again for being supportive on this. Again, I'm going to try and make these more frequent now that I'm getting down to a schedule. Um, But yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Again, if you have any questions, comments, if you, if, you, if you want your voice to be heard download this app um, download the anchor app you can talk to me directly uh, if you want to leave leave a message um, it, it'll be on here. Uh, I welcome I welcome those so come on anchor.fm. FM uh, you guys it, it, it's free to join um, you guys can join you guys can follow along you guys can participate I want participation. Um, so come on, so participate with me, let's talk, let's have, let's have conversations. Um, and if we do the conversations, again, negativity will not be tolerated. Um, but questions are always good. And if I can't answer questions right away, I can, I will get the answers, um, to you as fast as I can. Um, but again, that's anchor.fm and let's have a chat. I'm always open to it. We'll talk to you guys later.